Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good afternoon, Facebook family, and welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post, A-A-A-A-A-K-A. My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. My Mimi has started calling me Bennett lately. Hope you guys are doing fantastic on this magnificent Monday. You, you may can't see my hair. It's like standing up everywhere. It is so windy here in Crescent City. I mean, windy. It was so windy yesterday. Couldn't even go down on the beach. I actually went down there for a little bit today. Still super windy. Sand blowing everywhere. But it is still an amazing blessing. I hope you guys are doing good. So, uh, topic of today that we're going to be talking about is why is it so dat gum challenging? Hello, Ashley Marie Torres. That's me, Mimi. Why is it so dat gum? Why raising adopted children can be so dat gum challenging? I don't know where that word dat gum came from, but my dad used to say that dat gum it. That gum, what does that mean? Is that a different language? Is that like a Vietnamese language or something? Because he was in Vietnam, so maybe he picked up a couple words. That gummit, that's what he used to always say. So why raising children, is adopted children, is so that gum challenging? I'm going to give you guys a metaphor uh, for that. I just went through the, before I do that, I just went through the line at Starbucks. And the lady said, hey, I've been following you. Um online and then she said you're a preacher aren't you <laughs> it was julie julie at starbucks and i said nope not a preacher i'm a lot of things but i'm not a preacher sometimes i'm a preacher but i i because i get on my pulpit but not a preacher oh and i gotta tell you guys that um i got pulled over again i was gonna actually make it its own its own um title and topic but i decided not to because i want to kind of keep the the officer's identity protected in case they you know in case there's any kind of flack for when cops do really nice things for people but yeah i got pulled over sunday what's today monday sunday was that yes yesterday i got pulled over cruising down the highway way too fast but it wasn't like intentionally speeding i was just the wind was blowing pulled me over and i'm like oh shoot because i actually got pulled over saturday morning too oh it was early Saturday morning, so I had a really good excuse because it was early. Had one of my kiddos with me, and we were just trying to get back because we had taken our friend Uncle Ed to the airport and dropped him off. And it was like 7.30 in the morning. And she wasn't feeling good. She got car sick, so I was just buzzing along. And he actually, it, it just pays to be really nice and be really respectful. And he dropped the ticket to only 10, 10 miles per hour over, which is cool. I'm going my record. Second time since I've been here that I've had that happen. So anyway, I got pulled over again on Sunday. Why? Why? Why, Brian? Why must you speed so much? <sighs> Lack of mindfulness is all it is. There is no excuse. So he comes up. I said, hey, officer, how are you doing today? And he said, uh, did you realize you were speeding? I said, no, sir, I did not. He said, well, I caught you going 81 in a 
in a 65. And I was like, ooh, it must have been the wind. It's so windy. He said, does the wind make you drive faster? I said, of course it does. It pushes my little car. And uh, so he kind of giggled. He said, are you Mr. Post? I said, I am. Yes, sir. I said, have you pulled me over before? <laughs> I thought maybe he had, like, like, pull me over before since I've been here because I didn't recognize it because sometimes I'll, I'll be like like there's one cop who's pulled me over twice and uh so I know I'm like very familiar with him now so I'm always like and so then he pulled over Brett one day when me and Brett were heading out of town and uh so I was like ah it wasn't me this time so you know I try to keep it light try to keep it friendly and um I think he might have knocked a point or two off of Brett but Brett was all anxious so it's not the same energy you really got to control your energy so he said, no, he hadn't pulled me over, but he follows me on Facebook. So officer, thank you very much for um, letting me off the hook. And I am committed to doing better. There's no, I have challenged the speeding gods throughout my life for far too long. And now I'm going to become a better speed limit abiding citizen, which is going to give me an opportunity to practice both mindfulness and patience also and it's not that i'm speeding because i need to get anywhere it's like wherever it is i'm going i just want to get there and uh you know people drive too slow i think but anyway they drive the speed limit um hey jason i really appreciate your lives when oh thank you i'm glad you are able to tune in so i'm going to do better with that speeding thing so anyway what's the metaphor so since I'm here on the coast, I think about the water a lot. And I was actually talking to a mom about this today. And we were talking about her relationship, the challenges she has with her adopted child. But also her, it's like the mom is challenged with, with her own emotional connection. And I said, you know, the difference between an adopted child and a biological child is like the ocean. With a biological child, you're actually filling up the ocean from the bottom up. So with your adopted children, you, you start with the ground. You start with the foundation. Now, underneath that foundation are all the generations and all the history that, that come before all of us. But, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the background. But by and large, as a parent with your adopted children, you start from the base of the seafloor. And you guys know, you've seen National Geographic and everything um, enough times. Hello, Carrie, that you know that, that oh, actually, there are some, there are some fantastic, fantastic um, wildlife shows on Netflix right now. One's called Our Planet. And I'm telling you, the cinematography is next level kind of stuff. The colors are brilliant, they're amazing. I really encourage you, you know, as, a, as a, just this interesting little evening for an hour or so, get your kids to sit down and hang out and just watch one of those. You can call that homeschool, it's a great little learning activity, but it's just beautiful. They're doing a fantastic job. But all of you at some point in time know that at the, like, like they're so, the base of the seafloor, the base of the ocean is vastly undiscovered. It's so far down there and it gets so dark and it gets so cold. And because of the pressure that gets created, the further you go in the ocean, you know, it, it really doesn't allow um, average ordinary, ordinary people to get too far. And so 
there's all kinds of things that happen on that, that base of that ocean floor. Well, raising your biological children, you start out. It's like you're filling that tank up. You're filling the ocean up, the ocean of their memories, the ocean of their experiences, the ocean of, of everything that they are and will be and may ever may ever be. You're filling it up from the very bottom, from an empty, from a blank slate, a tabula rasa. And you're just filling it up, filling it up, filling it up until you get all the way up to the to the top layer of the ocean where all the waves and you know the sunshine and all that good stuff. Well as a biological parent, you you know your child by and large and the parts of them that you don't know really are because they, you know, maybe start hitting a certain stage in development and, and you don't talk that much, you're not as connected as much. But with adopted children, the difference from biological children and the reason it can be so gum challenging is with adopted children, you as a parent are starting on the surface. You're starting on the surface and you have to go down, 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 yet down, and down some more, further down, to reach the core of your child. And so how many times, now think about that. Think about that metaphorically, just how challenging it is and how scary it would be. Me, personally, I get a little freaked out when it comes to being in the ocean because Mimi terrified me by by letting me watch Jaws when I was a kid. So when I get in the ocean, first thing I'm thinking about is a freaking shark. Now I'll jump in there and I'll, you know, do a little snorkeling or, or whatever. But let me tell you, I'm looking for a shark. Thank you so much, Mimi, for that early life trauma. But think about this for a minute, really. You're going down, 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 down. When do you as the adoptive parent start to get scared? Not even, not even, you're not, it doesn't have anything to do with your adopted child. How far do you get down before you get start getting scared because it gets too dark? Because the pressure gets too hard. Because it gets too stressful. Because you start to hit the unknown. Because you start to get into your own anxiety. Because you know what? The further down you go towards your adopted child's core, the farther down you're going to be going in your own brainstem in your own memories, in your own experiences. So you guys are literally, you know, swimming together in this this particular situation with this parent. I said to her, I said, your, your daughter, who's 13, spends a lot of time outside of her body, just kind of floating, floating around, floating around. So the interactions with her, she always, always kind of has this, gla this glossy, kind of happy look. And mom said, that's so true. And I said, but the problem is, is you've got so much anxiety, which I believe comes from mom's pre-verbal pre -verbal experiences and in utero experience. I said, you spend a lot of time out of your body, outside of your body intellectualizing, and both of you getting in your bodies is not a very safe place. But see, relationship and real connection, love is emotional. See, that's that's probably the one of the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions that's been perpetuated in mental health is this idea that family dynamics and communication patterns and, and interaction patterns are cognitively based. Like you can talk yourself into these deeper patterns and the rea reality is that's not true. They're actually emotionally based. So all of this 
parenting stuff we talk about and, and all this you know interaction, this marital stuff we may talk about, all of that is rooted in emotion, which requires you to have to get into your body. And some of the biggest challenges parents have with adopted children is they just can't reach their core because getting to the emotion of their, getting to the core of their being, the emotional core of their being is just so challenging. And it's just so stressful. But one of the easiest, one of the easiest ways, and when I say easy, it's it is it's simple. Well, I say simple, it should say not easy. One of the simplest ways, but not easy. Because I always say this work is very simple, it's just not easy. One of the simplest ways that you all have at your disposal is affection. More affection, more affection, more affection, more affection. And mom said today, just as just like is reflected by so many parents, the angrier I get, the more frustrated I get, the more stressed I get, the less affection I want to give, the less affection I want to share. Exactly. And if you want to share, if you have, if you're that that more uninclined to be affectionate and be connected, imagine where your child is. You can't reach her. You so there's there's this. There's this mom swimming down, but she's only swimming down as, as, as far as she's comfortable before she's, you know, float down there investigating trying, and then trying to go back up. And then the daughter, she's down here in the dark, dark, even though mom can connect and they can have some interactions up here. It's not fulfilling. It's not really connected. So the daughter's really down here in the dark, dark. And for mom to really connect with this child in a way that she's not fighting with her for the next five years is you gotta you're gonna have to get in that dark dark but that doesn't have to be as difficult as it may sound um you have to be able to do some of those simple you have to be willing to engage the discomfort of some of those simple things and and i'm telling you the 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 most simple things that keep us in relationship, that help create more relationship and create and create and strengthen relationship. The, the most simple things are the things that are oftentimes the hardest to do. Spending time together, making eye contact, having snuggles, hugs, you know, serving. Um, when, when I say serving, I mean doing things to take care of your child, to connect with your child. I work with a lot of families who have a lot of kids and inevitably, you know, it's, it's, uh, and, and, and this is not, this is not always the case because some of my families have a lot of kids or do, do really well. They still struggle because like every family struggles, but inevitably when you've got a lot of kids and you know, maybe there's only one parent who has to meet all of those needs. It's just, so difficult and so challenging to continually have to come outside of yourself and serve your children, especially if you have one child that continues to just show up as a challenge. And then we just, we get so overwhelmed. And before we know it, we get into these conditioned patterns. And you really, as the parent, you really, this is when you have to stop and you have to slow down the most. When you have to slow down, you've got to get quiet. See, a lot of times we get just moved too fast. We get stressed out. We want to do, 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 do. And, and we just, it, we go so, so, we want to do so much and get so much done. When 
you are operating in a lot of stress, the best thing for you is to slow down and go, re go slow down and breathe. Slow it, wait, slow the, the vibration down. Doesn't necessarily mean that you get less done, because a lot of times we try to get more done than what we need to, and we're not thinking clearly, just create, create more chaos. But you gotta slow down, connect, hug, have affection, serve your child, offer to feed them, you know, ask them to come to the store with you. Do time in instead of time out. You know, get more attuned. When you're stressed, you can't be attuned. When you're stressed, you're not really attuned to where your child is. And attunement is the language. It is the language and the music through which parents and children dance and, and enter in reciprocal exchanges. And that's, that's that with a biological child, when they move in your belly. See, think about this. With your biological child, they move in your belly. You're already getting connected and attuned. With your adopted child, you know, a child comes to you at 13 years old. Jeez, think about how many signals and opportunities you've missed. And then, you know, there's obviously grief that's tied in there and it's been important too. But I just want you guys to think about that metaphor. Deanna says, I have a 17-year-old son we have raised since 15 months. Um, the adopted 13-year-old has been with us since 7 and an 8-year-old since age 3. Each bond is drastically different. They are indeed. Some children, you just never know what that bottom of that ocean is for some of those children. See, some of those children, that bottom of that ocean has been fractured by an earthquake. The, the platelets have shifted. And so there's even a depth underneath that surface that you don't know. Some of those children, that, that conception to nine months and then everything that surrounds that conception, some of those, some of those children have really good secure sea, sea floors ocean floors. And so when they come into your life, then their ocean floor is more secure, more stable. So from that ocean floor, they can jump up and maybe even reach you through some of that, some of that dark and through some of that cold. And you don't always have to swim down so far. And I think that's what happens in biological families a great deal of the time as well. So just wanted to share that metaphor with you guys. I hope you have a fantastic Monday. Remember, in any given situation, you always have two choices. You can continue to react from your same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or you can stop. You can slow down. Just slow down. You don't always have to speak what's on your mind. You don't always have to correct your child. You don't always have to tell them they could have done something better. You don't always have to yell at them. If you got siblings, you don't always have to yell at them when they're fussing and fighting. You don't even have to yell and get upset when they hit one another. Sometimes the best thing for you to do is just to get quiet. Slow down. Take your three to ten deep breaths. And choose love, and I hope you guys will choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you, and I hope you have a fantastic evening, and I will see you tomorrow. Manana.